folks. XQ quality, better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except we're extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome to episode 184 of Channel Massive. Really excited Can to have you the guest host again. Are you That's excited? That's right. It's, I'm really excited. Though I enjoyed the last duo show we did, but it's it's good. Oh, it's yeah. been a long time coming. We've been waiting for for this guy to come back from across that great giant ocean or something like that. I mean, across been, the world, practically. across the world, yeah. So our can, special guest you know. is <laughs> Military Scott. Hey, That's right, guys. Yes. Here and in the flesh, so to speak. Tis I. Yep. Virtually, we're all, we're doing this on Skype, of course, because we don't all live in the same town. But we're no. really, really happy to have you on the show, Scott. Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, I appreciate you guys asking me to come on. It's it's kind of an honor. I've been listening to you guys for a long time now, probably upwards of almost a year, and. uh you know, I I was in Alaska and then I came to Kentucky and then went to Alaska, uh, Afghanistan and bam, here we are. So yeah, I appreciate you guys a- asking me to come on the show. It's good stuff. Cool, man. Well, yeah, we're glad to have you. You guys had like really cool things to say, you know, an email and then it's been um, really fun actually getting to play a game with you recently, you know. So playing some Star Wars, so that's been cool. Um, but yeah. Good deal. Now you up? will. Oh. <laughs> now you will what? <laughs> I was gonna make him like you know have to do something cool now like. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I want you to hear you have to perform the trick. Flips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do a magic trick in my living room right now. <laughs> exactly. I bet we could do like some kind of push-up contest. That seems very yeah. esque. I'm thinking I'd lose. Yeah, I think we we'd both lose. Compared to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there only, there'd be one winner and two losers. So. Yes. <laughs> if it's one thing I can do right, it's a push-up. So awesome. <laughs> I can screw everything else up, but that's all right. Got <laughs> the push-ups <laughs> down. I can, yeah, I got that. As long as I can run and do push-ups, we're all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do? Running's not gonna work. Do push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> In this episode, we're going to be sharing what we've all been playing. And what was kind of cool is one of the listeners shared a little snippet in one of his emails about what he's been playing. So we're going to intersperse that in and kind of mix it up. Then we'll be getting into our full and proper listener feedback section. And we have some epic-sized emails from Hilgi Scott and Agamemnon. And we'll power through those. In order to get to our roundtable discussion topics, we're going to be talking about some conspiracies related to the kings of, kingdoms of Amalur, or Amalur. Yeah. Whatever Amalur! Said <laughs> as a pirate. Star Wars, <clears throat> the Old Republic, rises up again in our show. We're going to be talking about how it's been faring in the world of business and finance. Yeah. 
And then we've got some other random stuff we're going to talk about. We hope you like the show. Thanks, as always, for subscribing to us. If you would like to share your own feedback on anything we talk about or something new, send it into mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. This episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs. So, I will awkwardly lead into the what we're playing segment of the the show, which is where I usually say this is the part where we talk about what we're playing. Is that was that as awkward as usual, Noah? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, screw that. We'll just edit it out. <laughs> Welcome to the what we're playing segment. Yeah. First up, we have Agamemnon, who chimes in with what I've been playing. Wow. And so, curveball, curveball. Watch out, listeners. <laughs> we were planning on interspersing that in the midst of our fine stories, but uh, it just, you know, I started reading the show notes and couldn't stop myself. That's right. Here's what he says. Um, I finally finished a big battle against Alduin in Skyrim. Yeah! Now only about 50 quests to go when I can find the time. That just sounds kind of sad in a way. <laughs> just 50 to go. Um, like, what, 3,000 or something? After, yeah, after <laughs> 3,000 or something. Um, I've been pumping a lot of hours into Star Wars lately. I started two more alts, a bounty hunter, mercenary on Exar Kun, which I got to level 22 this week. And on Saturday night, I started a Sith Marauder and got him up to level 14 Tuesday night on Droman Kaz. And I'm about to start the Dark Temple there. I only started this one due to my oldest son playing on that PvP server. I'm having fun with it, but it definitely doesn't have solo survivability like some of my other tunes. But I do like grouping. It is fun playing a 100% evil Sith, though. Well, I gotta say, hell yeah, it is. Um, I have the server info you guys play on. It, yeah, play on. So I might start an alt there and come hang out with you guys. Uh, if you have a certain time you play, let us all know. I'm liking the healer role. Cool. Well, um, so that would be cool to see you. I don't know. I like healers. What's the server info, Mark? Um, what the hell is our server we're playing on on the sys side? (laughs) The Prophecy of (laughs) Five? Prophecy of the Five, yeah. Yeah. That's the one we're we're playing on. And I usually play, I usually get on around uh, between 9 and 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, is when I when I'm on. I don't know about what your hours are, Scott. They could be anything right now, huh? Yeah, I'm on leave right now, but usually at night I'll usually play around the same time you do. Um, yeah, it depends on what's going on, but yeah. But yeah, hey, more the merrier, man. We've been looking for more people to uh, start our little guild on there, so go ahead yeah. and start that alt up. Let us let us know what's up with that. That would be awesome. And I play I play a tank and. Um, you know, having a healer and a tank both would be really cool, and I think Scott here could handle the DPS role pretty well. Yeah, I got the third wheel. I'll just shoot stuff. 
<laughs> and blow it away. <laughs> so yeah, so that's good. Um, so, Noah, what have you been playing? Well, I had my gamer buddy over last night, my traditional Wednesday evening tradition, and we thought we were going to power through some more Castlevania Lords of Shadow on Xbox 360, but as beautiful and as great as that game is, it's a little bit over-engineered, and <clears throat> we kind of got stuck like two times in oh, a row, oh. and they were two times too close to each other, and it's like, you know what? Screw this game. So turn it off and instead played a bunch of Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, which I love because I love arresting people. <laughs> Ramming it's kind of like off an the intervention. <laughs> yes. Noah loves yeah. interventions and arresting is like the ultimate intervention. So. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Especially when it's like you're, you're doing such violent, you're causing such violent car accidents where you're deploying spike strips and ramming people off of guardrails and everything else and it's like busted or race shut down by literally killing everybody (laughs) but it's i don't know there's something that just speaks to the primal side (laughs) sounds kind of like the judge dread method of uh pulling yes yes it's exactly judge jury and executioner it's just a great game it's made by the people who make burnouts and they're they're really good at games we also played a little bit of Prince of Persia, and in the meantime, I've been craving playing some League of Legends because I'm really excited about the new champion that was just released. Oh, yeah, he's freaky. Bouncing bomb attack. Yeah. Which just looks really cool. So I hope to do that pretty soon. Maybe tonight? Maybe, if I'm lucky. Yep, cool. If we ever finish the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) How do they do that? Do they let you play the new guys right away? Do they get thrown into the free pot there? No. You have to buy them. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to buy them for the first week, and then the week right after that, they are free for a week. So, the, But the thing is, is if you want to get a bundle where you get one or two of the champion's extra skins at a discount, you have to buy them in the first week because then they stop being on sale. The skins stop being on sale once the champion's made free for a week. Oh, okay, okay. You know, real quick, uh, an aside, a tangent, if you will, um, I was trying to figure out how to interleave it into the show notes, but it just didn't make sense. But I got this email about Heroes of New Earth, and they have this new, like, some new feature coming, and they're labeling it Apocalypse. So their email (laughs) says, the apocalypse is coming, and I just thought... Yeah, the day Dota 2 launches, the apocalypse for you will <laughs> definitely be coming. So, yeah. <laughs> like that when I saw it, I'm like, what, are they shutting the game down? Are they going to have like a celebratory <laughs> final weekend? I don't <laughs> know. Email like, looking over your shoulder for zombies. <laughs> what are you exactly. talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm thinking, you know, it's like they, they probably were like, well, you know, we model ourselves as a huge online game, kind of like that World of Warcraft game over there. And they had something called Cataclysm, so we'll call ours Apocalypse. <laughs> but just knowing that Dota 2 is like the, you know, launch is imminent, it just made it extra funny to me. <laughs> so. Because I think that'll be their number one competitor, really. So, yeah. yeah. Have you guys um, gotten into, into the beta for that? No, um, Ryan has our our podcast buddy that um, never seems to be able to show up. Um, <laughs> that was subtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's only missed two in a row. That's all. But no, I'm just kidding. He's 
he's a great guy and he's in the he's in the beta for it and says uh oh I shouldn't say what he says cuz that would be really uncool but anyway he has his opinions so Oh uh oh. speaking of Ryan he mentioned to me that the Diablo 3 beta invites have just pretty much all finished being sent out so did do you get yours No Really I'm a sad Pandorian cuz he made it sound like there's pretty much none left to send out if you requested a beta it was emailed yesterday no, I didn't. I didn't get it unless unless my spam filter thought it was an, yet another attempt at somebody to uh, steal my my Blizzard uh, BattleNet account. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't get anything. I'm oh. just looking through it now. I got. I want to get my cat Phoebe to hold me now while I cry gently for the rest of the. I'll weep <laughs> silently through the rest of the podcast. <laughs> there you and go. I Your got cat. nothing. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Come here, kitty. Let me cry on you. Um, but yeah, nope, I'm fucked. Um, well, anyway, so what else? Anything else, Noah? Or is that end your... That's everything for me. Your little tirade. All right. Um, well, let's see. What have I... Want to know what I've been playing or do we want to know what Scott's been playing? I think should. you should go. Yeah, yeah we should it. save the the exciting part for the end. The uh, original exciting. one. I don't yeah. Know about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been pretty pretty slow over here. I've been playing uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic um, whenever I have a chance to do anything, and uh, I did play two games of League of Legends and saw that new little guy, and he was a total bastard. Um, the new the new champion is very difficult to uh, avoid when he does his ball <laughs> explosion thing. It's like it's kind of like he looks like a crazy Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know. I've only played like up against him once. To me, like an anthropomorphic one. Yeah, he's really freaky. But that attack of his, it just totally caught me by surprise, and he like totally destroyed me as I was trying to guard one of the the turrets for Dominion, and I was like, "Holy crap, that was horrible!" Whatever that was, so. Um, that's when I realized what, I was like, well, I've never seen that before, so it must be the new guy. And then I actually saw him do it again and was like, damn, that is pretty crazy looking. Cause it makes, it looks like it makes a little grid of like nine balls and then they all explode and it sucks. Um, so I've been playing that and yeah, that's, that's been pretty much it. I only played, I only played the two games of, uh, League of Legends, but I managed to win one of them. So I was happy. Um, and I think I have my my main on um, Star Wars is like level 29, I think. 28 or 29, so I'm really getting close to level 30, which will be nice. And I'm on Alderaan, which hasn't been blown up yet, which is nice. I'm like, you're doomed. I, I'm like the doomsayer in the town square, you know. I'm like, you must repent or your planet will be destroyed in 3,000 years or however, or whatever the chrono- chronological uh, thing is for that, so. Pretty cool. What about you, Scott? Oh, man. Since I've been back, it's like I'm an ADD kid that's eaten too much sugar. Uh, <laughs> holy crap. Yeah. All these people wanted to play games with me, you know, MMO-wise and, and, and everything else. But uh, mainly it's been Star Wars, and I've played a little bit of League of Legends. Uh, I know I wrote in before, and I told you guys that uh, League of Legends was kind of shitty, but uh, I've since changed my mind. I'm reformed. Um, really? I, yeah, it bit me. It really bit me. 
Um, <laughs> I tried it. Before I left, I tried it, like, one game, and I, I had never played Dota. I never played anything else uh, oh, yeah. of the MOBA style, but... Um, I was like, what is this? You know, what are these little dudes running around? And every game took like 40 minutes. It was like, this game sucks. You know, I'm leaving. Right. But, uh, you guys talked about it, so you convinced me. I started playing it. I actually got, I think Noah was talking about how he played Garen, I think his name is. The, yeah. Uh, fighter guy. Yeah. I've, I've been playing him. I got him, and I've been playing as him. Um, he's pretty simple and straightforward, so it's been working out for me. And then I've been playing Star Wars. And I know you guys are probably going to punch me in my virtual nuts, but I've actually reactivated my WoW account also. So, <laughs> Oh, no. I, You're all I mean, excited about them furry opportunities, I, huh? I, I, I think <laughs> I'm going to get me one of them there Pandorans. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen me a female Pandoran, but I'm hoping <laughs> Um, sexy, sexy. No, that's that's awesome to hear about League of Legends because you know it was my it was my ultimate dream that like all the people that we play with when we play League of Legends we're all really good tactically but we we suck for overall strategy in my humble opinion. Um, so it'd be nice to have somebody like you to like just bark out orders and tell us what the hell to do as opposed to <laughs> a just let's just like scattering to the four corners of the map and <laughs> trying to kill anything that moves, you know. That's that's funny because I'll I'll play and I'll have this grand strategy in my head, but I've been pl- I've been on the internet enough to know that people are not going to listen to me, so I, I just keep my mouth shut, and just See, run around man, and do whatever. So you, you've got a willing group of minions here. If you'll just tell us what the hell to do, because I don't know. Thanks. What do you think, Noah? Usually it's like. If we'd have just had a strategy, we could have won this. <laughs> there aren't <laughs> you know? many games we've played where it's like, it seems that we should be winning, but for some reason we're not. Yeah, it's like we're we're winning every little battle, well, but we're losing the war. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just, those games where you get your team has more kills, but they're actually winning the entire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If it's a yes. corridor battle, they're pushing the turrets, and if it's Dominion, they're holding the control points. And like, but we we still have more kills, and we feel like we should be winning. And it's like, oh yeah, we don't have any kind of overarching story or uh, story overarching strategy. We don't know what the hell we're doing. So yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Maybe uh, after I play some more, I got. I still I'm still learning the game. It's a lot of fun though. I I think I played like three hours the first. The first time I started playing it, so you know, Damn. yeah, it bites you. It's pretty good. Um, I, I think you're right, though. If you just play the one game and you haven't played it before, and then you stop right there, it kind of doesn't. It's not enough. It's you're still like, well, I don't know what that was. But if you get yeah. two under your belt, <laughs> yeah, like, I did, oh, I did yeah. the tutorial. I did the tutorial, oh, yeah. and uh, I was like, okay, I got this. I can do this. And then I think I, I just got my ass handed to me. I got stomped. And I was like, this game sucks, you know, fuck this game. But, uh, <laughs> but, like I said, I you guys, listen to you guys, I played that, um, I play pretty much all kinds of free-to-play MMOs also. So if anybody out there wants to play anything, you know, if I haven't played it, I'll download it, but more than likely I played it already and I, and I like it, so just let me did know. You, play whatever. Did you ever play, um, City of Heroes at all before it was oh, yeah. free-to-play? Actually, did you- yeah, it went free when I was in Afghanistan, and I played a whole bunch over there. Oh, that's cool. Did it work all right with the latency and stuff, or was it no? Like- it didn't actually. I got I got killed a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> you're like, 
All right, I'm going to plot this out and hope it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Freeze <laughs> on the screen, and you're like, well, normally the fights go like this, so I'm just pushing buttons, and it'll all catch up. And Most of the time, it didn't work out as they planned, but... Oh, well, that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, I just wondered. I I, I keep getting, like, uh, you know, press releases from them where they've added this or that, and they're on, like, their 22nd or something, you know, uh, content edition, and it's like, holy cow, they're actually still doing a lot of stuff with that. Some of it looks kind of cool, too. Like, I think they killed off Statesman this last month or something, so... It's about time. Still- that, guy is, that guy is generic as shit. He needed to do well- it <laughs> Yes, says the soldier. <laughs> he was, man. He was shit. He's like Captain America mixed with like Magneto or something. I don't know. What yeah. right. It's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, well, cool. Anything else to report? Or, uh, um, Xbox pl- stuff. I don't know. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Modern Warfare 3 with my brother and a ton of Skyrim. Playing a lot of that. I love How do you that like game. Skyrim? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I I can't believe they put all that game content in in that that whole game on one DVD. It's yeah. it's amazing. And and it's not like it's got all that content, and the content is not generic. I mean, it is it's not repeating textures or anything. There's so much stuff that's like done so well. Yeah, and they're working so real. Working some magic with that. I don't. Yeah. I don't know yeah, a whole they, lot about like game programming and all that stuff, but I know a little bit, and it's I'm just amazed at how they did that. Yeah, that's. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's about it. I haven't cool. been playing much else than that. Well, shall we uh, move on to the the listener feedback? I mean feedback. <laughs> yes. <laughs> feedback. Om nom nom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Time for some listener feedback, as promised. First up, Hilgi Scott wrote in. And, th- yeah, so we have Hilgi Scott first, then we have a couple emails from Agamemnon. But we're going to start with this one that came in first. He wrote, hey, dudes, looking forward to hearing from Military Scott, and I just wanted to say to him, thanks for doing what you do. If Military Scott or anyone else wants to do something in Star Trek Online, which has gone free to play, I would be up for that sometime. Please keep in mind that I'm really terrible at this and all games. <laughs> That's a really... Yeah, yeah, let's let's go play with him. <laughs> yeah. You make me look good. You feel better about, better about yourself. Uh, guys, I know this, this W button makes me go forward, but how do I go backwards? I'm still not figuring that out. Could you help me, please? I'm trying to hit the M key. I don't know why. <laughs> he has got to continue. Wish I could play Swatter, but it will be a while before I can afford a decent PC and a subscription-based game. Speaking of MMO pricing, I don't get it. When Star Trek Online first came out, it was around $50 for the game and $15 per month or $300 for a lifetime package. I'm very new to Star Trek Online and MMOs, but this seems like a ridiculous amount of money for a game that's just good. If I'm going to invest hundreds of dollars into a game, I want it to be incredible. But now it's gone to the other extreme and it's completely free. So far, it seems like anything that I could possibly need or want in the game, I can now just get by playing the game for free. Oh, well, I'm going to keep playing, and maybe someday I will be able to give Cryptic some money, but they are not encouraging me to buy anything. I just don't get it. 
You guys are also talking about video. Have you ever thought about posting or live streaming some gameplay? Later, guys. Hilgi Scott. Well, wow. It's really kind of funny that he wrote that in, and Military Scott is actually here to answer him. Who would have thought? That's right. He said he's looking forward to hearing him, and then wants to know, Military Scott, are you interested in playing Star Trek Online? Oh, yeah. I I downloaded it when I came back, and uh, I've actually been playing it with my son, so I think I'm like level 6 or something. Nothing too far, but... I've been trying to get a hold of him. He doesn't answer his uh, his raptor. So shame oh, on you, Hilgi. Son of a bitch. Hey, Hilgi, man, <laughs> if you want to write in with your uh, with like your in-game name on STO and your server, we'll forward it to Scott. You know, we'll make this connection happen. Cause <laughs> we're here. We're here to make connections <laughs> for a fee. Oh, oh, of course, a fee. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's free. <laughs> Nothing free in this world. Well, the first one's free, but after that, we're going to have to charge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know what to say about STO. You know, as crazy as it sounds for someone to spend $300 for lifetime subscription, I did it when it was like <laughs> 250 for Champions Online just because I thought it was going to be the ultimate superhero game, and it turned out not to be what I had hoped for. Um, you know, DC Universe, I think, was closer to what I was hoping for. But I had a history of playing the, the the pen and paper champions game when I was a kid, so I was just a sucker for that one. But it too has gone free to play, and uh, yeah, it is kind of like what the hell. I, I I think most people are incentivized by all the alternate costumes and all those other you know cool little items that help you differentiate your appearance appearance in these games. It certainly is what works really well for uh, League of Legends, but. Yeah, I don't know if they're giving you all this great content and and everything you could hope for for free and the incentives to spend money are that you know minimal. I'm I'm kind of starting to worry about the the long term uh, you know likelihood of success for this game if everybody has that exact same uh, you know kind of way of thinking. Then it's like wow, how nice that they're benevolent and all, but uh, maybe they need to you know figure out how to get some money out of people. Did you did yeah. you play it much, Scott? Or I just uh, champions or STO? STO? Yeah, I did um the the thing about their their price model is a lot of their stuff depends on like their they have caps I think on um how much money you can have. But the cap is like a billion credits and you don't run into that until way later in the game. Wow. So early on it's I haven't found any reason whatsoever to spend any money on it so i mean <laughs> it, it's fun though uh, a lot of the fights for some reason they take a long time and it's a lot of the same thing over and over again but oddly enough it's it's exciting i don't, it I don't know it does do it. something for you well it's yeah, funny it because noah likes the starship battles in, in oh, yeah. sto a lot more than i don't like it i don't like how the ships move i don't feel like they have the right amount of like uh weight momentum and weightiness to them that they should have. I feel like they're way too responsive. Um but ironically I really do like the on rails <laughs> ship combat in <laughs> Star Wars, so um maybe I'm just an idiot. I don't know. Well probably I'm just an idiot, but <laughs> it just doesn't work for me in Star Trek. It turned me off, I mean, really bad, so I'll I'll probably not be compelled to play that one. I just got 
my DCUO downloaded onto my PS3 because I loved playing the multiplayer PvP mode on a PS3 controller when I got to try it out at E3. Do you remember? Can we play that together with you on there? Or yes, that's what's really oh. cool. Is this is I think the one MMO where you can play PC and PS3 people together. So oh, once man. I found that out, and that I don't have to pay for it to download it on any system, I downloaded it on my PS3, and I'm pretty psyched to play it. Let me, um, if you don't mind, let me let me like log in later tonight, and I'll figure out what server I'm on, and I'll send it to you, and then we can be on the same server and stuff. Yeah, that's great. Did That'd you be... pick PvP or PVE? Um, I I picked PvP, and it was really cool. Excellent. That's what I picked too. Yeah. You can. The thing about DCUO is you can switch. So you got to go oh. to a little main base. Yeah, you can switch because I, I picked PVE, but it's the same server. It's just kind of two copies of the same world, and you oh, can that's switch anytime you want. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, that's great yeah. to know. I didn't know you could do PS3 and PC together, though. That's that's awesome. That yeah, is way cool. Because I remember, I thought I thought they said they weren't going to be able to do it, but then I've read stuff to the other, to the contrary since then. Well, Either way, it, I mean, I can have it installed on both systems, so it doesn't matter because it's well, free. We got to- when we got to play it at E3, it was like the PS3 guys versus the PC guys, so it didn't make any sense that hey, we couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Mixed Have you tried messages. to play it on the PC? Me? Yeah. Or Noah? Oh, yeah, I played on the PC. I love it. Yeah, did I played you, on the PC. Did too. you play with a mouse? Yeah, yeah. I, I always It's play. weird. Oh, it's no, such it's a horrible. funky targeting system. Really? Yeah, it's, it's a pile oh, of shit with the mouse. Get get a corded Xbox controller. That's because I, I played that game, too, with a mouse, and I was like, this is crap. Again, hmm. yeah. but... I got a controller and it, it's a lot of fun. I lo- I love the PVP in that game. I actually have a um I have a USB controller that's just like a PS2 controller. I might well, that'd try be perfect. That. Yeah. I just think it's weird that in that game you essentially have to move the camera to target things and the center of the screen is always your targeting reticle. And it's it's just really weird. There's just something strange about it. It's not like any other game that I've played. It's it's similar but it's its own thing and it's, it's like, why why is it doing that? I don't know. Anyways, continuing into Agamemnon's emails, he wrote us a couple emails, one about episode 182 and one about 183, probably because I had editing issues yet again and they didn't get posted quite on time. But first up, on episode 182, we were talking quite intently about SOPA, and he agreed with us, no surprise, that he thinks that SOPA sucks. And he signed the Google petition against it, but warned us it won't be the last, though. They, bold and underlined, will keep trying <laughs> to control us. Fear is the mind killer. Thanks for the Dune quote. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> he continues, your topic on the instant gratification society we live in now, it's pretty spot on. I grew up with winners and losers, too. But these days, you get an achievement or a ribbon for everything. I think our gaming communities display that same aspect with Xbox's achievements and WoW's achievements, etc., etc. In the modern world, the only one that really matters is that pay increase or bonus you get for doing your job. Do it well, get more money. Do it crappy, get no promotion or bonus or money, and even lose your job, i.e. lose the game. Don't don't forget trophy wives. I was Where just do I pick one of those up? I know. I know <laughs> they don't have them at Costco. I've been looking. Trophy wife unlocked. <laughs> wasted wasted membership 
uh, fee. <laughs> it's like, damn it. <laughs> no, I know, I need yeah. to stop that membership right now, because that did not work as planned. Yeah, I agree, though. Uh, uh, Agamemnon's spot on with that uh, everybody wins kind of thing. I know you guys don't like to get political. I'm just going to throw this out there real quick, though. I think this whole Occupy movement stuff, you're kind of seeing the – those guys that they grew up, those people that grew up with the everybody wins, they're kind of getting old enough now to have an opinion, and that stuff is showing its ugly face. So everybody's a winner. Yeah, everybody's Everyone. a winner. We should all if have. I'm not the winning. Same. I'm going to protest. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm just mediocre, and I don't like it. <laughs> I want to be a unique snowflake. Yeah, I want to be a unique snowflake, but not that unique. <laughs> Yeah, you can totally get me started on that. Like, but yeah. it, it's a rabbit hole. It <laughs> is. An angry rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well, you know, it's funny, as we're playing this, or uh, as we're recording this, my Raptor um, buddy list just popped up for reasons which I don't understand, really. But what was funny was it shows, like, a bunch of people that are relevant to the podcast. So Hilgi, it just shows that he's playing Star Trek online right now. Um, Jason, our former um, co-podcaster, is playing Rock Band 3 for reasons I don't fully what the hell? <laughs> uh, Blast from the past. Living in the past. <laughs> the, Eric, blameful gecko, is playing Star Wars The Old Republic, or did two hours ago, but quit. And then our good buddy Slane was playing World of Warcraft 48 minutes ago. There you go. What's he doing in there? I don't know. You just <laughs> talked about that he was possibly. <laughs> I know. What are well? What are you playing in World of Warcraft? Because we might still maybe have one or two listeners who <laughs> haven't abandoned us in our in their anger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing uh, a mage actually, and it's okay. kind of funny coming in. My character is like 14 months old, I think. So I'm coming in, and he's garbage, and the excellent. Uh, Community, the WoW community totally supports that with a lot of you fucking suck and you need to die in a fire. So is he like is he a max level trying to do raids or yeah? Or, well, I'm 25, oh. but there's a lot of new instances that I've never seen. And right. I go in and it's like you're you're a retard. You don't know what you're doing. Is you know? No, I don't actually. I usually ignore <laughs> that kind of stuff, but sometimes, especially if I've been drinking a little bit, I will. Go off and <laughs> make people cry for their mother. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny today. I was at work and a coworker that I, I think I mentioned it on the last podcast that I, I was falling asleep playing Star Wars um, the other night and I was unfortunately with a coworker. So like I knew I'd go in the next day and he would be able to just grill me for it. So he's like telling like everybody around me today that, yeah. I was, like, trying to go and be all stealthy and, like, crowd control a couple of mobs. And I'd just be right right up to the first one to start crowd controlling. And then I'd see old Mark come flying through the air and aggro <laughs> everything. And, like, <laughs> and everybody's, like, just, it's just, like, this crowd of faces. They're all shaking their heads at me and doing the virtual <laughs> finger-wagging disc, 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 like, you idiot. And I'm like, oh, man, why'd it have to be with somebody that's, like, actually in my real life, you know? Like, <laughs> you have to face them the next day, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. But Mark, I was just is that like, how you regularly play even when you're awake? Yeah, that's actually... <laughs> <laughs> he has no he idea. Does. <laughs> he does. Trust me, he does. 
<laughs> I'm an aggro king. I, I'm fearless, you know. I'm like, I'll, I'll take all the aggro. And then it's like, oh, wait, isn't going to kill anything or to heal me? Oh, and then I run, I run around like a little girl with a pack of mobs behind me, you know. I was. Uh, we were playing together, and I was following him around, and uh, he started fighting this champion, It's which is like super elite. And he was fighting him, and I was shooting this thing, and I was like, man, I wonder – if the other people in our group know what we're doing, and uh, he just starts dying slowly, slowly, he gets about half health. Like a little help, guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Where the hell are you?" <laughs> it was very subtle. It was like a little help, guys. Yeah, it was really funny. funny. Agamemnon wrote in another email for episode 183, and he wanted to know what's the deal with all the beards lately. It's like epic beard in this show. Is this because we talked about sick beard? Is that what? Where that came from? No, we were talking about how if you live in Colorado, you have a beard. Oh, well, yeah. talking that's... about your Grizzly Adams beard or whatever. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> your ZZ Top beard. I sheared myself just a little bit. so I, I, Well, no, I still have a beard, but I used like I actually used like a uh, beard trimmer on the with the most beard allowed setting on it, you know? So I'm not quite a, I don't quite have the the Ted Kaczynski look going now. The, the question is is what does your wife think about your beard? She oh, she's all for it. Yeah, she's big on that. Yeah, she's like the more facial hair the better. So probably to cover up my ugly mug, but <laughs> she <Ooh>. likes <laughs> she likes the beard and then I I always I can't handle it in the summer. It's just too hot, so I I go I go commando in the summer, so to speak. In uh, more ways than one. Well, yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I like to be a little bit lighter, you know, of that. Okay, enough of that. Um. (laughs) Yeah, Agamemnon continued. G4's Casey Schreiner MMO report, and now even Adam Sessler in X-Play is doing that reverse beard thing. No hair on the top and a huge ham chop on his face. Oh, that's what Noah does. Yeah. That is not what it is. It's imagine an Elizabethan collar of beard and then nothing up on top. <laughs> so he continues, did I miss something? I mean, I've been wearing a goatee with a capital G since I got out of the military in 98. But is this the new thing? Epic beards? Yes. That's our answer. He continues, I, I really... Mark, do you remember the Onion columnist who's all like, uh, he's the entertainment columnist, and he's like, item, blah, 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 and he'll capitalize random celebrities' names and random events and stuff like that? Yeah, totally. That's kind of what the Sagamemnon email is like. He's, in order to make things more, I don't know, structured, he's highlighted the topic of each thing that he's talking about at the start of the paragraph. So in the previous paragraphs, it was beards was underlined. And this one, it's Netflix streaming. And then coming up, it's Xbox comments. It's cool. It's, I like it. I like the style. I like it. It's, it's kind of cool. It makes, it <laughs> but, makes you pay attention. I think he should add an item, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll add it in for him. Item! I don't have or, Netflix streaming. Or he, could, or he could talk like HK47 and be all like, interrogative <laughs> statement. I don't have Netflix streaming, but what the fuck? (laughs) Sorry. Okay, we'll continue at some point. Okay, he said, I don't have Netflix streaming, so that makes one more person besides your mom who doesn't. You have cable, which has 900 channels and all the on-demand stuff and HBO Showtime, and still paying under $100. Yeah. Next, item, Xbox comments. 
If the new 720 comes out with the feature of blocking the ability to play used games, then it's a system that I would not purchase. The second out of market is how stores make money off of me. I can buy four to six games for the price of one mainline game, but I usually only play those games that have been well-reviewed by many, and it looks interesting or something that I would play. Anyways, summer plans, not underlined. No impact with BlizzCon and canceled. I've never been to it anyway and have never planned on it. I do go to DragonCon, though, every year on Labor Day weekend. Maybe, Maybe we, we should meet up with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We've been talking about cool. going to a convention or something. Yeah. And then he also noted that episode 182 was really quiet and 183 is back to normal. And well, that's just because we've been having lots of issues with their audio software yet again. I apologize for that. And then he signed with R. Agamemnon. What do you think R stands for, Mark? Regards. I was thinking it stood for like real because he's like keeping it real. Oh, yeah, it could be. Like, well, we will. <laughs> or it could be Scott. gangster. He's gangster. <laughs> Yeah, he's gangster. <laughs> Keep he's it ex, real. He's ex-military. Is it like, uh, does R mean something? Like, I can make it. I can. Uh, Roger, Roger, Roger. No, it doesn't Roger. actually. <laughs> it means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, cool. Secret code. Well, it's cool because <clears throat> either you put I know really or it means... Uh-huh. Sorry, I put... It was... <laughs> no, I'd modify it, be... it to be IKR. Which is I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> uh, it could be respectfully... <laughs> I know a lot, of, a lot of guys, yeah, they sign their emails with VR is very respectfully. So it could or be respectful. reproachfully. Well, why don't we get the fucking V? What do we have to do to get the V for VR? <laughs> get up the game. You got to get on Agamemnon uh, level, man. God damn. Well, at least we got some to some higher level to ascribe to, I suppose. It's mysterious. I like it. So I do, that's too. Pretty cool. Thanks, Thanks for writing much. in. Yes, to Agamemnon. Don't let it be misconstrued. And yeah. I'll Big thanks, of course, to Hilgi Scott. As always, we love hearing from you guys. Please feel free to write in your anger about this episode to mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. And now we head forth into our roundtable discussion. Outrage over used content blocking. What the heck could we be talking about? Well, if any of you are just waiting to desperately to play Kingdoms of Amular, some of their beta content has apparently driven several people to utter craziness. Um, they have in their in their beta release they have this um, activation online pass. Um, for especially for the 360, there's a picture on. Um, hothardware.com and it basically says that there's some content that you can play and after you sign up to play it that's it which basically means that um, people who might buy the game subsequently won't have the ability to play the single player content although all the multiplayer stuff will still be there and other single player content will be there well this of course has caused outrage because it appears to be the first attempt of a game company to basically prevent or to diminish the value of uh, resold games, and um, this is a this is a product that's coming from Thirty Eight Studios, which is um, headed up by Kirk Schilling, famed Red Sox pitcher, um, 
and yeah, it's it's it apparently has set the uh, forums and other uh, media on fire. I don't know what do you, what do you guys think about this? Do you do you see this like as a first uh, or the initial assault on um, you know GameStop type stores and re- resold games, or do you think it's just like a lot of uh, you know much to do about nothing? Or I. Th- I think they are actually starting their assault on used games. Um, the thing is, is everybody wants to say, well, you know, they're just barking for money. They they just want more money. Uh, well, don't give it to them. I mean, money talks. What they're doing, in my opinion, is they're kind of testing the waters to see if this will fly. Everybody needs to talk with their wallets, and if they don't like it, just don't buy it right away. Pick it up used so you miss out on a little bit of content, you know, whatever. But – you're going to be speaking the loudest when you just plainly don't give them your money. Yeah, it seems like – I mean it's it's this kind of constant issue that game developers and publishers have where they sell the product for um, you know fair market value. So they sell it for – you know the Xbox stuff or you know PS3 stuff, sixty nine bucks. Typical PC games are fifty nine or less. And then people play it for however long it takes for them to consume, you know, everything they need from the title, and then they drop it in the, uh, you know, uh, bargain bin or well, not they they take it to like a GameStop or someplace. Like I would I would list GameStop because they I think they kind of own the market right now. They take it they take it in and they they um, trade it in for you know some kind of monetary value and are able to pick up new new titles that are. Um, interesting to them, and then when that title is resold, the publisher, the developer, they don't get anything. So they're not going to. There is no way in the way the system works for them to, you know, make additional money off of the the title that they've already sold once. I personally think like, okay, say I'm a, say I make um, custom cabinets, right? And I I make a I make this nice. Um, you know, kitchen cabinet set for a family. And no, not even that. Let's go with just furniture. Say I make chairs. I make a chair. Um, somebody buys my chair. Um, 13 years later, that chair gets sold at a, a garage sale for $14. Should I really be receiving some percentage of that $14? I mean, no, would, that, I would, that, would that fly anywhere else? Exactly, yeah. I, I don't think so. And like I said, it's, I mean, just don't buy it. If you don't like it, don't buy it, I don't think. Yeah. I, I just, I find a, I, I, I just see a, I see a problem with this. I don't understand where, in any way, shape, or form, the game developers or game publishing companies are being ripped off in any way. I don't, I don't see, do you, do you disagree, Noah? I mean, do you have a, do you have a strong opinion on this either way? Well, I think what's, Remarkable, remarkable about this situation is that this Kingdoms of Amalur game, which isn't the MMO, it's just the single player adventure. It's strictly a single player game. And many publishers have put online passes into their games to make people pay when they buy a used game to access multiplayer mode. And right, that's right. been relatively accepted, but this time they're actually locking down content that's in the single player mode and it's just it's a bit weird it's like it should all be included in the game for me i don't like that 
I, I think the used game market is necessary. It's been really important for the game economy, the game audience, the game market to grow because games are freaking expensive. And with there not being a lot of rental opportunities, with Blockbuster going out of business and um, Redbox having kind of a mediocre offering on this front so far, it's just it's really hard to play all these games. And it's there's just so much out there that people want to play. But on the other hand, it's there's no I mean it's I think the article that you cited made a really good point that when games are relatively new, like for the first month or two, the used price can be sometimes only a five dollar difference between the new retail price and right. <laughs> which isn't a deal. And it kind of encourages you to, you know, pay the extra five I bucks knew. to get the new copy. But for people who do pay the GameStop price, that's like nothing. None of it goes to the developer or the publisher. It's all pure profit to GameStop. And GameStop is like this giant leech that just hovers over the used game market and just sucks up all this money as profit. And is that is that your opinion or is that paraphrasing what you read? It's paraphrasing what I oh, read. Okay. But okay. It's also, sorry. I do think it's kind of lame. Really? Um, but it's a, it, it's I don't know I don't really know what the best solution is this seems to be the best compromise that publishers have come up with but I I think we talked about this the other week Mark that the develop I think GameStop said something along the lines of well yeah we'll be happy to share with you some of the money from the used games market if you lower the price of your games yeah <laughs> I thought that was pretty pretty funny because it's like you know, I think if the developers were after anyone to um, who's ripping them off, so to speak, they might want to look at the publishers and, and all of the, the money that they take from a game. You know, I mean... I think in the long term, this is going to be... that's going to blow over because digital distribution will overtake everything and GameStop just won't even exist anymore. Unless I it think can so become too. the new king of digital distribution, which I believe will be highly unlikely. I do too. I really do. I and just I I, w- I just want to read what um, Kurt Schilling said because I think it was kind of a polarizing statement. Even though it was, I think he thought it was perfectly rational. Here's how he kind of explained the whole thing. He says, "Day one downloadable content to be extremely and vividly and that's capitalized clear is free <laughs> capitalized, 100% totally capitalized free. 21 that buys a new copy of Reckoning anyone." Um, I don't know what he, why he did that. Anyway, if you don't buy new games, you buy them used. And in that case, you will have to pay for the day one free DLC content the new copy buyers got for free. It's clear the intent, right? Well, you know, it's good that he was a great pitcher because his sentence structure leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> um, to promote early adopters and much more important to me, reward fans and gamers who commit to us with their time and money when it benefits the company – this is not 38 trying to take more of your money, or EA in this case. This is us rewarding people for helping us. If you disagree due to methodology, okay, but that is our intent. Companies are still trying to figure out how to receive dollars spent on games they make when they are bought. Is that wrong? If so, please tell me how. Yes, it is wrong if you're trying to figure out how to make money off a game you've already sold once. In my opinion, I don't think you should get paid for every single time the game changes hands after the 
first time it was sold. I think you're entitled to a much larger percentage of the profits from the game, um, or the, the, the total value of the game that's taken in when it's sold the first time. And that's why you should figure out ways to get past dis- distributors and go with, like Noah was saying, digital distribution and other um, models for getting your game out there. But I don't think that if I buy the game and pay $69 for it and I, you know, am totally done with it in three weeks and want to sell it so I can buy something new, that you should somehow be uh, able to receive money the next time it's sold and the time after that and the time after that. You know, make a compelling enough game that you never want to part with it, that there's always downloadable content that you need the basic game to, to continue to play or that it's like kind of like the the platform that you install to be able to play all kinds of different um, content for it or something like that. But well, definitely... They could also release a very limited run of the game. So right. that you can't... The used market can't support it without being really expensive. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. They could do that. Uh, I got a question for you though. Would there be... Uh, such a, a ruckus over all this stuff if it was like a pre-order bonus because you know how these other other games they if you pre-order you know you get this kind of stuff you know if they packaged it differently would do you guys think there would still be such a, a hubbub over all this crap no no and it never has been a problem before. until now yeah. exactly yeah. so I, I think it's it's kind of I mean depending on how you look at it it might be an extension on that kind of uh, that outlook on games, uh, you know, it's just pre-order it and you get this. I think if they would have went that route, uh, they would have got, you know, maybe a little less revenue from it, but it would have went over a lot more smooth than it did. Yeah, I think wording was like ninety-nine percent of their problem. Yeah, if they had worded it any other way and not tried to say, you know, to be to take a real ultra defensive posture i think it would have been fine yeah exactly they just delayed the dlc to like two months after launch so that people didn't yeah. feel like that should have been included on the disc i think it also wouldn't have been as big of a deal yeah good yeah, point there you go 38 studios you need a pr guy i retire in four years let's do this <laughs> <laughs> but he's available for consulting right now <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly that's great so let's see what else do we have to discuss. Well, it's looking like Star Wars: The Old Republic is doing a little bit better than predicted. Now, in previous weeks, we covered this crazy like attempt to, I don't know, influence the stock market or something by a guy who had like kind of yeah, what, what was he? Pure brain analyst. Some analyst. The game oh, wasn't yeah. performing the way that EA had said that it would, and that. There's a lot of negative feedback out in the player base, and the game's just not going to do well. It's it's a failure. I think he almost he almost he, if he didn't yeah. call it that he he nearly basically said that the game has been a failure and didn't not meet expectations at all. Yeah, he he he, he it was a fine line there between outright saying it was a failure, but he did everything he could to possibly imply that it was an utter and complete failure. But as it turns out, it's a what would you say? The opposite of failure is a success. Um, it didn't let its daddy down, being EA, according to Massively. It, um, they have reported much better sales than expected for the December quarter, uh, largely thanks to Runaway. This is EA has recorded um, for their entire company much better sales in the December quarter, 
largely thanks to the runaway sales of the new MMO title, as well as many of EA's other heavy hitters. And they had released a ton of heavy hitters, too. Um, but they ended up uh, adjust with earning an adjusted $344 million for a total net loss of $205 million, which isn't bad because they spent so much money on developing the Old Republic, which is, you know, their, their huge thing. Um, some of the stats for the game from Darth Hader, which is a pretty cool um, sub-site of Curse. Um, two, or two million plus copies sold. Um, 1.7 million active subscribers, 1 million concurrent. That's a lot. That's a totally different ratio than what you're used to seeing, I would say. Because yeah, we're, we're, we're well past the free month now. So... Usually when you see like, oh, I don't know, 5 million active subscribers, then you see something like, you know, 500,000 concurrent, but they're hitting like numbers like 1 million concurrent, so that's pretty good. Um, average session time was uh, four hours during the first month and a half, and they've managed to maintain a 99.5 server uptime. Which, you know, that's alright. It's pretty, it's been pretty decent. They've had some emergency patches and stuff, but, um, nothing, um, as, well, we've seen way worse MMO launches in the past. Um, so this, uh, the fact that they're doing so well has caused them to kind of adjust their plans for the future. Um, so they're talking about coming up with a bigger game update than the first one, which is 1.1 in March. Um, increasing their marketing budget. Now, I don't know about you guys. If you've watched any network TV, they have ads on all the freaking time. I They have more ads on than um, World of Warcraft ever had at the height of their advertising campaign. Have you guys seen any of them? I actually haven't. I don't really watch a whole lot of TV, though. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, so, there you go. <laughs> yeah, they, they are... Um, they're saturating the airwaves with ads. It's funny because, you know, there's that episode 4 3D version coming out, and I can never tell if the commercial's that or the the Star Wars, the video game commercial, because it uses the same theme song. Um, but they're also looking at expanding quicker into the Asian market than was originally planned. So they're, they're talking about doing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I... I I kind of hoped that it would do well because I am enjoying the game, so of course I want it to thrive, and I want them there to be more content when I actually get to the end game and all that stuff. Um, but it's it's kind of cool to see that it's doing well. It reinforces my belief that I chose the right MMO to play right now. Um, there you go. They did say they needed a, a million subscribers to, uh, you know, break even or whatever it was. Yeah, so. that's right. There you go. At two million, they're doing pretty well. If they can, if they can grab the Asian market somehow and get like you know a few more million, well, th- at that point the sky's the limit, I guess. Um, and it, and this is a story I think you sent in Noah that there's they've announced a guild summit for March fourth through sixth in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I thought this was really interesting because it reminded me of Eve Online. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And it's that's right crazy. off the get go that. The Bioware team wants to respect and empower its game player base by giving them an opportunity to have a dialogue with the actual developers of the game. Granted, this is a limited space event that's invite only, with some invitations already sent. Yeah, and it's only for guild leaders. But you can fill out an application if you want to be considered for this very special session, March 4th through 6th, 
and uh, at the DoubleTree Hotel in Austin. Where- there you go, Mark. We got to get our guild together, man. You can you can get an invite. <laughs> oh yeah, well or send somebody. <laughs> Hell, to Austin. That'd be fun. You know, it, it was cool because um, before the beta even launched, or right up to the I'm sorry, right before the pre-release stuff launched, they had all the stuff for guild, so you could. You could go to the website, register your pre-release code, and then you could form your guild up if you had enough people and be ready so that on launch day, your guild would launch, everybody would know what servers to go to, and you could basically hit the ground running as a guild. And it was, you know, to me, like one of the most, or the most guild-friendly MMO um you know, efforts by a game developer that I'd ever seen. I'd never seen anything quite like that. I thought it was really cool and really smart because if you get, if you have a bunch of people that have a common interest and play a common game and they've got a guild and say they're currently, you know, over there in World of Warcraft land and it's like, wow, you know, I was going to play Tor and it's got all this stuff to make it friendly. We could get the whole guild to switch over. You suddenly you have all these extra subscribers that are just there along, you know, for the ride to, to continue playing with their friends that they like to play with in a guild. So, it it's really cool for guilds, but it's also you know a really good tool to rope in more users. So I, I think it's cool that they're kind of sticking with the very you know the guild friendly kind of uh, uh, strategy. Next up, we have a random question from Agamemnon. It was part of his email, but we broke it out into this section just because I think it'll be a good topic of discussion. He says, "I have a question for you guys." If you had five million and your own studio, what kind of game would you make? And then he listed some different um, types, which are MMO, console, mobile app, tabletop platforms, PC, Xbox, PS3, Android, I, whatever, genre, um, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, puzzle, tower defense, financial, would it be retail, free-to-play, um, P2P, free-to-start, item shop type, and why? That's probably the most important question. He says, what is your motivation? Money, family, kids, love, Star Wars, <laughs> PvP, Goth, Vampire, Chicks, etc. <laughs> <laughs> so how about, how about um, since you're our guest, how about you start, Scott? What would you, what would you do if you had, oh. as, as, as they say, $5 million? Oh, man. Once you start going into the realm of, of that much money, you'd have to start looking at it from a business person's standpoint. Um, MMOs, the market is saturated. I don't think I would be able to even touch that with five million bucks. Uh, probably either console or like a, a mobile app kind of a studio. One of those two, or maybe even both. I don't know. Um, and sci-fi. I definitely, I'm a big fan of sci-fi, and I think uh, that part of the the genre, that genre, hasn't been touched a whole lot um, compared to like fantasy. And free to play, free to play, definitely free to play. And see why my motivation. Shoosh, I I would have to say just the love of games, man. I love to play games, so why not make it a career? You know, do something to where you can actually make make money off of doing what you love. Um, goth vampire chicks, absolutely that too. We gotta get some of that. We gotta get some of that. But yeah, when you're talking that much money. You'd have to start looking at it from a business standpoint. Uh, I know, Mark, you were making a game. Are you st- how are you going with that? Are you still kicking on that thing? I still am. In fact, I have a working game engine going now, and um, I'm working on getting it so I can um, 
so basically when I go through an iterative cycle, I'll be able to have something that'll work as both a Java app and a, you know, like an applet and a window and a web page and also as an Android app. So kind of cool to cover. Yeah. When you got something like that going on, it's, it's, you know, you and maybe a couple of your friends or something, you can kind of delve into what you like and what you would like to see. But, um, when you start talking business, it's, I think it changes everything. You got to do demographics and, you know, market studies and all that kind of stuff. It kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you do, Noah? I would make a console video game that would be a uh, action adventure and it would be on, I'd be, I guess it'd be on whatever the main consoles are, whatever the most powerful ones are, whether it's Xbox or PS3. And I'd like it to be a sci-fi action adventure. What I'd want it to be is kind of a, an amalgamation of the free-running aspects of Mirror's Edge in a Blade Runner-type environment, but also augmented with a temporary jetpack so that it, you could extend your jumps in between buildings or speed boost yourself if you're going up a wall or something like that to just make the whole parkour free-running experience a little bit exaggerated. And I think with the whole goth, well, I guess a, I don't know, dystopian, futuristic sci-fi environment like Blade Runners, it would make it even more fun. From the financial perspective, thinking of it as a traditional console game would be retail. And my motivation would be pretty much exactly the same as Scott's. Goth vampire Love. chicks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and doing just making games doing what I would love that would be really really cool. Well, so if I had um 5 million dollars and and I could do whatever I kind of wanted within that budget um I think I would go for sort of a um civ like strategy game um with a fantasy basis um, that would be across consoles, mobile apps, and, um, you know, PC. Um, and it would be, I would figure out some way to make it a free-to-play model. I don't know how to do that and still keep it fair, but that I'd figure it out. If I had $5 million, I'd hire someone to figure that out. And um, the reason why would be um, love of gaming and just to have... You know, the extra income to, uh, well, if I had the $5 million, I could quit my day job and be doing what I love, which is working on games and being involved with games. But it'd also be a way to, you know, build a better, you know, foundation for my, my family. So I'd be for that. And surely it would attract some goth vampire chicks, which <laughs> no one would need to know about. So you the, keep that on the on the down low there. On the down low, yeah, that's Little right. It's just she's just a she's a she's a joyologist, creative director. Yeah, she's to, her job's totally <laughs> legitimate. I gotta work late again tonight, baby. I'm sorry. I'll be back from the. You know I am. I'm just slaving <laughs> away with my strategic goth vampire chick helper assistant, whatever. So it's all yeah, about that, putting food on the table. <laughs> now, you know, your question's good, but what, what, I don't, I don't know what, we have time. So what if you guys had, 
eighty million dollars. What would you do then? Eighty million dollars. Wow. Um, probably MMOs. I think I would try to actually get into the MMO market, and then I when it so, failed yeah. miserably, and I'd, I'd run to Europe and hide <laughs> all the investors. <laughs> run to Europe. Hang out. <laughs> And Johnny Depp and stuff, and affect a fake accent like, yeah. like them. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Noah? What would you do? I would, from a different tangent, I would make a uh, gamer dating site that's better than whatever's out there right now. Because, I, as I recall, it's kind of weak. It's because uh, I feel like for gamers to meet each other and get into relationships. It's hard to find people out there that play video games unless you meet them virtually or online and they don't live anywhere near you. If you were going to do that, you'd have to find some way to overcome the sausage fest that is gaming today. And if you can do that, brother... Well, yeah, that's definitely part of the challenge. Is like, is there a balanced enough market to support a business like that? Maybe that's why the current gaming sites dating sites suck but i still feel like there's room for improvement it would be something that would be really cool for the community and hopefully make it easier to find someone with a common interest because speaking from experience it's really easy to find people like you do what even still even with as cool as video games are and as prolific as they are there's still people like well that's cool you can do that if you want and it just kind of makes it puts a damper on things they're like, you're a lesser man for that hobby. Exactly. Well, fuck you and your woodwork, bitch. But anyways. <laughs> oh. Okay, so to answer my own question, if I had $80 million, I would um, license the Song of Ice and Fire um, IP and make an MMO based on the whole Game of Thrones thing and uh, make it free to play. God damn it. Yeah. I would be a loyal customer. I love that that whole IP. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's what I would do. But you would need a lot of money to do something like that, and make it make it you know sustainable and not a not a total you know rip off pile of, the of shit. IP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. Um, what do we have in other news? Let's see here. Well. Sony reports massive Q3 losses, and when when I say massive, it's not. Would you say it's a million dollars? No. A hundred million dollars? No. A thousand million dollars? Well, it's twice that. It's two point zero three billion dollars. I don't know. I just like the math of it. During its third financial quarter, October to December, Sony reported that kind of a loss, a net loss. Um, how the hell did they do that? I mean, that's an amazing, that's an amazing the biggest shopping time of the year, October yeah. to December. I I think it says a lot about their strategy. I mean, EA is reporting epic wins for <laughs> that same quarter, and Sony's like floundering. And the only thing that they can really account it to, um. They said deterioration in market conditions and, quote, unfavorable foreign exchange rates. And also there were some floods in Thailand, which damaged a lot of their manufacturing. So the floods in Thailand, I could see that as a problem. But 
everybody else had that problem too. Like everybody else. I mean, Thailand, it's memory and stuff, right? I mean, everybody mm. suffered through that. So what makes them the only ones that saw it? It's kind of like when the, when the auto industry needed the buyout and it was like, you know, GM and, and all those guys were like, there's just no way we can do this on our own. We got to have to, we got to have, you know, government money to do it. And Ford was like, well, we don't need the money. And, and they never did take any, you know, and it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, oh God, this just totally affected us. And it's like, well, I, I kind of have to question your strategy, you know, you, maybe you should start doing some things like other companies where your C-level folks get paid half as much as they're used to or something. And maybe that'll motivate you to actually compete in this economy because I just think it's ridiculous. And I think too that their, their efforts for, you know, the handheld market, like the PS Vita or whatever, I think that's like, that's not going to be a big winner. No. I really you know don't. something that's interesting about their situation is Sony has some, in my opinion, some similarities to Apple in that for a long time, Sony was an aspirational brand. Yeah. And you point. got their products because, ooh, the, this is the best. This is Sony. This is the coolest. It's the nicest looking. It's the trendiest. You want to get your Walkman. You want to get your PlayStation. You're going to get your television, your stereo speakers. You're going to get Sony because that's the that's the fancy, sexy brand, which is what Apple is now. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, you can quibble about the impact or the innovation of one company versus the other, but this is kind of interesting. This is what happens when a company is kind of based around charming, charging premium prices for products that, granted, aren't cheap, but they're expensive, and some and a lot of that and some of that price has to do with the value of the name and the brand. And when people become less enamored with it, you get these massive, gigantic losses. And heaven forbid that happened to Apple. And, of course, I don't want to see Sony go down in flames. Although they appointed Kaz Harai to the CEO. And I think Kaz is kind of obnoxious from how I remembered him at E3. He used to be the head of – he was the head of the PlayStation division. And now he's going to be CEO of the company later this year. But anyways – uh, I'm not sure what great old Ridge Racer Kazurai is going to do for Sony, but hopefully he can turn it around. And this isn't going to be telling of what's in Apple's future. Oh, God. Yeah, without the super leader. No more Steve Jobs. Who knows? Um, well, I think finally we have one last article, which is uh, something that you, you, you put this in, right, Noah? The cost of being a video you gamer? You put this in. Yeah. You put this into my perfect show notes. <laughs> Do you want to you want to tell us about it? Yeah, certainly. So, how much does it actually cost us to have video games video games as our primary hobby, or at least one of our main hobbies? We, we've been talking just earlier about how used games make video games a little bit more affordable. You can get a lot more out of your console investment if you can buy games at a cheaper discount, which GameStop offers in some cases. Well, Bloomberg decided to put some science behind the mystery. (laughs) Came up with the figure of an annual cost for a family of four who are all into video games. It's going to be $17,000 a year just for the video games. God. Which is is like, how do you get there? 
And it's because they created some really ridiculous factors. Like what they assumed that you were going to buy everything at once. And that included a $4,800 television and $2,400 on a super fast internet connection. And then it just goes on and on that you're going to spend $3,300 on a top of the line PC and you're going to buy those ridiculous, stupid gamer chairs, two of them. Oh, yeah. Price of oh, $500. Two. Yeah. Duh. And then of you're course. Gonna, you're going to pay $10 for iPad wipes. And you're also going to spend 60 bucks just on a, a piece of furniture to hold your controllers and your games at a game tower. They even have you know freaking shirts. Do you know, you know how I know this is bogus? No, oh. number one indicator, they never accounted for Mountain Dew anywhere. <laughs> if this had been written by a gamer that actually knew what the fuck, they would have listed, you know, some Mountain Dew variant, be it Mount, Mountain Dew, one of the, one of the, uh, you know, flavors of Mountain Dew or like Amp. And it's not accounted for anywhere in this. <laughs> and thank you to Carol Pinchevsky, who's over at Forbes and wrote, a retaliate, retaliatory response <laughs> yeah. to Bloomberg's story saying, are you kidding me? Essentially, and pointed out all these inconsistencies such as buying games used, building your own PC at a discount, using Steam to get games at a really great deal or a great, un, a great sales, not to mention all these other superfluous items that definitely do not make up the key ingredients of being a gamer, <sighs> such as cheesy furniture and clothing like, because you have to wear your hobby on your uh, wardrobe. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This $3,300 for a PC? Wow. I thought the 1800 I spent for mine was a little steep. It's yeah, but... Stupid. Yeah. So, I'm... Bloomberg, nice try. Maybe like that freaking analyst who said that Old Republic was a failure. Do some real research next time. Yeah, and leave it to Forbes to smack them down. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty awesome. (laughs) I love that. That is a wrap for episode 184 of Channel Massive. Once again, thank you very much, Scott, for joining us. It's been really great having you on the show. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys inviting me. It's good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I hope this isn't the last one you'll do with us. So, you know, if you have some time, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, whenever. Yeah, and listeners, Scott, as, he, as Scott mentioned, he's in a lot of different games, free-to-play, Old Republic. Uh, if you don't happen to meet up with him on the regular Channel Massive server, which is what the, the something of five, the partnership of five, Probably. Republic. <laughs> the partnership of, the, partnership of the five republics. <laughs> <laughs> the Palanquin on, help, of yeah. five. The what? The Palanquin? The Palanquin, Palanquin of five. Oh, because that makes sense. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's the prophecy of five. Prophecy. Sorry. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you don't find him there. You can find many of us on League of Legends and other places. Or if you wanted to sync up with Scott in another game, just send in a, send us in an email, and we'll make sure that you get in touch. If you have any other comments or feedback, send those in to mail. Email at channelmaster.com. Thank you, as always, for subscribing to us, and we'll be back next week. Best podcast in the world. I played World of Warcraft for 10 years.
If I can't play Diablo 3 soon, I might just kill myself.